whenever you're ready. <laughs> How many podcasts have you been on, do you know? I don't know, maybe like five. Really? Yeah. Five different podcasts. Different podcasts. Probably yeah. people are more famous than me. No. <laughs> Actually, yeah. You'd be surprised. Welcome to Flipping Off, a purpose-driven podcast about flipping houses and making a difference. I appreciate that. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> hey, everybody. Melina Boswell here, co-founder of New Wealth Advisors Club, or as we say, NWAC, or some people say NWAC, and my real fans say NWACOs. <laughs> <laughs> and today <laughs> in the studio, I have with me Corey Nomoto. Say hey, Corey. Hey, aloha. <laughs> Aloha. So um, I'm excited today to have Corey here in the studio with me. So um, for for our listeners, I want to give you an opportunity to get to know Corey. And actually, it's really funny because I've I've like, quote, known Corey for eight years, um, but I haven't really known Corey yet. So I'm still getting to know him. Um, and I feel like the title of this podcast should be The Student Becomes the Celebrity. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about celebrity status. I don't know. You're pretty, you know, there's people in awe of you. Oh, wow. did you know that? No, I, I no. Oh, totally. Even people from California. Really? Oh yeah, totally. Oh. Do you know yesterday it was so cute. Um, I was watching one of my students, Richard, who has been with me for, I don't know, maybe two years or so. And he is a um, really, really, really smart guy. And he's like an awesome nerd, you know, <laughs> love me. My nerds, nerds are awesome. Nerds are awesome. I love them. So, uh, and you know, I don't know if you know this, but the, the vibe in the club is always like we're the home of the misfits. Oh, wow. Yeah, we really, because all the misfits fit in well at the club. It's mm -hmm. our culture, you know? And so wherever people don't belong, they all belong together in the club. Well, everyone's welcomed, it seems, right? Like Entirely. the culture that you've formed. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So I love all the misfits, the, you know, what we'd say, the black sheeps, the um, stragglers, the strays. Like that's, <laughs> that's really, that's who our that's club awesome. is made up of. Yeah. So, um, and I think I have this beautiful God-given talent to be able to see people through... I don't know. They they say I have Jesus goggles, and that's how I see people. <laughs> they make Jesus fun of goggles. me. Jesus goggles. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, which is fine. I I'm like proud of my Jesus goggles. I don't care. But um, so, and I think that what that really is is a gift of um, discernment to be able to see somebody's heart, somebody's soul, and not what they look like on the outside, or maybe you know whatever you know, funky things are happening to the tent that they live in. Mm -hmm. I have an ability to be able to see people. So, um, Richard is one of these guys that I really see. And I, I am very, very impressed with him. I'm impressed by his intelligence and like lots of different things. But yesterday, um, when you were up speaking, I was sitting in the back of the room and I looked over and he was ferociously taking notes of every single thing that you said. Oh, wow. Like ferociously. And um, so afterward, you know, this is how we roll. We tease people. And so somebody said, hey, hey, Richard, did you ask Corey? And Richard was like, what? You know, to sign your chest. <laughs> <laughs> like to autograph you. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. 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 So because he lists a lot of people actually listen to your podcasts. Oh, they did? Yeah. They oh. know who you are. So they and they didn't know that you were coming in. So it's kind of like, hey, I listened to this guy on his podcast and then you showed up. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that was, it was a really big deal. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so congratulations. Oh, thank you. So, um, Corey, so tell me like a little bit about you. Like I know, I feel like I know, we know from maybe 2011 mm -hmm. forward. So would you just share a little bit like, you know, your family life? Like I realized yesterday, I don't know like how many siblings you have, your parents, I know a little bit about, you know, but like, tell me about your, like your personal family. You were born and raised 
in Hawaii. So yeah, so I was born and raised uh, on the island of Oahu, mm-hmm. and uh, my immediate family is small. Mm-hmm. It's it's just me, my dad, my mom, my sister, and now my brother-in-law. And mm-hmm. uh, but my uh, I have a lot of aunties and uncles, <laughs> uh, right? Yeah, and yeah. Everyone in Hawaii, <laughs> it's like. Is auntie and uncle. Uh-huh. Right? Yes. I know. <laughs> so, gotta, I'm everybody's auntie. Yeah. <laughs> auntie Melina. Uh-huh. <laughs> totally. <laughs> well, so, but uh, I have a lot of cousins, second mm-hmm. cousins, and mm-hmm. we're, we're really close, you know, mm-hmm. and I was fortunate enough to be raised by, like, a great family mm-hmm. who always supported me, mm-hmm. and... So, so is your sister older or younger than you? Older. Oh, okay. Yeah, she's three years older. Oh, three years. Okay, yeah. so like David and Andrew, three years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so um, growing up in Hawaii, it was I just had a normal childhood, mm-hmm. you know. I went to public school. Yeah, and um, with school because we know that that matters in Hawaii. Yeah, yeah it does. <laughs> <laughs> right. I went to Kailua High School. Uh-huh. And uh, that's on the east side of the island. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, I grew up like in Kailua, mm-hmm. which is kind of like mm-hmm. a, you know, a little bit more uh, rich area. Uh-huh. It's closer to the beaches, but um, and then we moved to Waimanalo because mm-hmm. uh, that's where my uh, my grandparents lived, oh. and so we ended up moving in with them. I think I was around twelve mm-hmm. or so, or maybe I was younger. I think I was younger. Um, <clears throat> and growing up in Waimanalo is different. Why? Like, tell uh, me. Tell me. My mom's a little bit more country. Oh. And um, yeah. I, I guess Kailua and my mom is like right next to each other. Mm-hmm. But um, if you say you're from Waimanalo, uh-huh. you know, so sometimes, sometimes it, it depends who you talk to, right? So they, they might think like, oh, Waimanalo. Oh, wow. You know, and for me, um, I, all my friends, like I love them to death. And they have like thick pigeon accent, you know. <laughs> I, I just found this guy on YouTube, this pigeon guy. What's his name? Oh my gosh, I just went blank. I'll tell you. Anyway, Is he has it, a YouTube channel. It uh, fuzzy? No, not fuzzy. Okay. No, no, he has a YouTube channel, and that's all he does. Is um, I mean, Andrew will tell me anyway. I'll think of his name. <laughs> It's going to take me a second, but it's hilarious. Like, I love it. I Are you love, sorry, love, the, love it. Oh, of course. Yeah. yeah, I understand it. Right. You know, I'm understanding it more in the beginning when I saw a, like a, a video and they were playing, they were like showing the words, like the, the actual English words. Right. Like that's where I was watching. But the truth is, if you just listen to what he's saying, you understand what he's saying. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Right. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's really good. And he, he, this guy on YouTube, he, um, that's what he does is he educates, <clears throat> um, Hallies, you know, and tourists. Right. Mm-hmm. That's what he does. And he just, it's hilarious. It's so good. Yeah. So good. And it's actually like, I feel like anybody going to Hawaii should watch it. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> right. <laughs> so you understand the culture. Yeah. One time when I was up here in Riverside, uh, somebody asked me, he's like, you have an accent. Like, oh. I can't place it. Like, do you speak yeah. another language or something? <laughs> and I said, no, you know, I'm from Hawaii, you know. And uh, I was thinking in my head, I was like, man, if, if you think I have an accent, you know, like my buddies back home who I grew up with, it's like, I don't think you'd understand them. <laughs> you know, but oh, it's so good. Yeah, growing up in uh, Kailua and Waimanalo, it was um, awesome, normal childhood, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, went to high school, uh, public high school, played sports. Mm-hmm. and What sports? Uh, believe it or not, basketball. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. And so, but I think, for me, like I always, um, I was never really like gifted at something. Like mm-hmm. I always had to work hard, mm-hmm. and even school. Like mm-hmm. I, in school, like I got good grades, but I was never the guy that um, can just 
uh, do something last minute and mm-hmm. like or study like an hour before the exam and, and like pass. and pass. Mm-hmm. Like I had to study like days in advance, you know. Mm-hmm. So it never like I'm a sl- I'm slow reader even to this day. Slow mm-hmm. reader and I have a hard time comprehending because I have to read over. You know, my mind goes somewhere else when I'm reading. Uh-huh. And so I always had that problem. And but so I always ha- I felt like I always had to work harder, which yeah. I think is a it it's definitely a something that's helped me to it's a today. Blessing. Yeah. 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 It is a blessing because there's this saying, right? More heart than talent. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know how you're saying you have Jesus goggles, yes. right? Like I, I can kind of understand that. I'm, okay. I, 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 um, whenever I'm talking to somebody, maybe in real estate and somebody coming up, um, there's this guy, Brian, who's a investor uh-huh. in, in Hawaii. And, um, I always tell him, it's like, you know, like you're going to make it, bro. Like I, I mm. see it in you, you know, cause I, you know, you can just kind of tell entirely when somebody tell. has it in them, yes. you know, they have good heart, yes. good intentions yes. and you can tell that they'll, they'll bust through walls, mm-hmm. you know, cause yeah. there's a lot of walls in this business. <laughs> Absolutely. Right. Yeah, well, totally. Yeah. That's good. So, um, and I'm just curious, um, is your sister, do things come naturally to her? Did she not have to work as hard as you? Um, I think she had to work hard too, but um, she's definitely like, yeah, I think she's more natural def- talent. Yeah, a little bit more natural talent <laughs> <laughs> than me. It's always that way. It's yeah. always that way. Yeah. Her and my dad got like uh-huh. more the artistic, oh, like they're more artistic side, okay. artistic. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, so like uh, my dad is in film and acting oh, and he does really? plays. Yeah. So, and, and so does my sister oh. and they're good at writing and, you know, so they're creative uh-huh. and like, I did not get any of that. <laughs> <laughs> funny I have two kids that are musically inclined and I don't I can't I'm telling you I have a good ear and like I love good music but mm-hmm. I seriously like I don't have a clue what a note is I like look at an instrument and I'm like oh. <laughs> I wish I had that gift and David yeah. learned how to play the drums and the guitar by watching YouTube wow yeah see I could not do that I couldn't either I'm like what you yeah. did what and I, I watched him one time pick up or walk into a music store and he started playing the piano and I was like how did you learn how to play the piano? And he said, the notes are the same. I'm like, that's like, you're speaking a different language. I don't even know what that means. Like, don't you hit one with keys and one you strum? Like, right. what do you mean? You know? So yeah. I, it's that, that's that foreign to me. So I get that. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. what about your mom? What's your mom like? Uh, my mom is like one of the most caring. You know, she's the most caring person I know, obviously. Mm. I mean, <laughs> mom or son, right? But like, like yeah, she... Um, she'll do anything for somebody, mm. you know? And I love her to death. I'm a mama's boy, mm-hmm. like yeah. all the way. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Did she work outside the home or no? Yeah, she did. Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah, she still okay. works. Yeah. She does. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's great. That's and great. so she uh, she always like checks in on me, like even mm-hmm. though I'm like, I feel like I live on the other side of the mountain now, yeah. right? <laughs> like I feel like I never see her. <laughs> yeah, even before I was leaving. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was texting me. He's like, are you going to be home? I got something for you. Because I guess everybody's buying up like toilet paper and stuff. You, you, I and, guess like, that's happening on the island. This yeah. whole coronavirus. Right. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. so like she was going to come all the way to town just to drop off like toilet paper Aww. and, you know, antibacterial <laughs> uh-huh. stuff. And she knows I'm traveling. You know? <laughs> like, she's so a total sweet. mom. Oh, and I love so her. Great. That's yeah. so great. That's so great. That's so great. So after high school, you decided you're going to college. Yeah. So after high school, um, Went to college because that was the thing to do, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. And uh, I I got my 
associate's degree from uh, Windward Community College mm-hmm. and then went to UH for a little while mm-hmm. and then um, decided to go to Cal Baptist. Mm-hmm. And that's when I um, decided to go to Riverside. And actually, the one of the main reasons, too, that I went to um, Cal Baptist is like there was a jiu-jitsu school. And I was oh. like really into jiu-jitsu. I was competing a lot and, and training a lot. And there's a school in Riverside. Um, now they're in Corona. Mm-hmm. And, Who is uh, it? Uh, it's 10th Planet Jiu-Jitsu okay. Corona. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Huh. So uh, I I wanted to keep going. You know, I wanted to kind of test myself and compete in the, on the mainland circuit and stuff. So Really? Yeah. So, so I didn't know that. Yeah. Huh. So we, uh, like, I actually grew up in uh, martial arts. Like, mm-hmm. uh, my uncles were both heavy into it and kickboxing and stuff. So mm. they trained me from, like, a young age. And uh, mm. early on, I was always the smallest kid, you yeah, know. So yeah. again, I always had to work hard and totally. Like I learned a lot of lessons. Like I think, like one of my first mentors was my was my uncle, you know, because uh-huh. he would like. Now that I look back, mm-hmm. some of the lessons that you know he taught me, um, I can see that he was kind of training me, you know, and for I, life. Maybe, yeah, and I think because maybe I was the always the little kid, you know, so. I maybe I think he didn't want me to get bullied. Maybe yeah, you know, and wanted me yeah. to be able to take care of myself. And yeah. all my cousins took uh, martial arts too. That's so but great. I used to get really upset before, like if I would lose or uh-huh. something. You know, like I used to cry. You know, <laughs> and like did I get the life lessons? You know, uh-huh. after that. So yeah. I think early on, like that, I think all that helped prepare me mm-hmm. because I, I learned that it is okay to lose. You know, mm-hmm. like it's part of. Uh, growing and mm-hmm. actually winning winning absolutely yeah. absolutely you yeah. really can't win without failing yeah you know you can't win without losing yeah right it's yeah so uh, I came for school but really it was kind of for jiu-jitsu <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if my parents know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny because didn't you get uh you got a break in tuition or something too right through your dad yeah so my dad um he used to be he used to work uh, for Shamanad University in, mm-hmm. in Hawaii and there I guess they had like a sister school thing so I got uh, uh, some like a scholarship mm-hmm. um, for I think like a semester or two or mm-hmm. something like that but then I just fell in love with Cal Baptist you did you know in their yeah. campus you know mm-hmm. so and they've expanded right <laughs> like it's, <Did> you? <laughs> I haven't been on campus yet oh my gosh. I want to see it I can't yeah. wait I'll, I can take you on a tour oh that'd be awesome yeah yeah there's it's ridiculous how beautiful it is oh that'd be great yeah, yeah. that's so good yeah so I um I uh started training in jiu-jitsu started competing and then I got hurt um hurt my back and mm-hmm. so I was out for like maybe six months half a year or so and and then um after that I got a staph infection like on my oh. ear oh. and I it didn't go away for like a year I was on anti- antibiotics for like a year until <laughs> the doctor was getting kind of worried about it but during that time is kind of when um I think it was meant to be because it made me kind of think like what am I gonna do you know it's my last year in school and stuff and <laughs> and maybe jujitsu isn't my the circuit yeah, isn't my answer because yeah. it's hard on my body yeah I think it was it was just a um like a wake-up call for me it's like it's time to grow up and start mm. thinking about like what am I gonna really do when I graduate <laughs> you know <laughs> so um and then, and then that's kind of what led me on to thinking about the future you know uh-huh, uh-huh. so you're you were studying what were your majors when you first came um I was studying kinesiology, mm-hmm. exercise science. Mm-hmm. And then in kind of like my last couple of years, I, I started to realize like I, 
I, I should have went into business, mm. you know, because I, mm-hmm. I feel like I always had that entrepreneur spirit yeah. in in me. And then like I uh, it wasn't till that, like the last couple of years I started to realize like I don't really want to do what, um, you know, paying to learn, you know. <laughs> So, which was like exercise science for like therapy, you mm-hmm. know, physical therapy mm-hmm. or um, exercise physiology. Mm. And uh, as I'm learning more and more, it, I also learned that this isn't really what I want to do. <laughs> but <laughs> like I, the information is interesting, but I don't want it's this interesting. to be my career. Oh, yeah. Got yeah. It. Like I learned a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, yeah, I couldn't see myself, mm-hmm. you know, for the rest of my mm-hmm. life doing this. And <laughs> so that then I started to get scared because mm. spending a lot of money, I felt trapped. Yeah. Basically, you know, because it's obligated, yes, you know, to, yes. to, to follow through. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, if I switch my major, that's going to be like another two years and like thousands of dollars, you know. So, <laughs> yeah, it, it was a pivotal moment in my life. And I, but I knew I wanted something more. Anyways, right. like I, I wanted to, um, I didn't know what it was at the time, but I think I was searching for like fulfillment. Mm. And I remember, um, I actually haven't told this story to many people, <clears throat> but I was uh, sitting in the parking lot of the Corona 24-Hour Fitness because mm-hmm. that's where I used to work out. Okay, yeah. And uh, I just finished my workout. It was kind of like evening time. And I realized like uh, when I got back to my car, I realized that there wasn't um, – I looked at my phone and I didn't get any phone calls, you know, mm-hmm. like no missed calls, no text messages. <laughs> <laughs> and so um, – I just remember thinking, like, I don't remember the last, I have to look back when, who was the last person to call me or, like, who, mm-hmm. like, I, I, why do I even need a phone, wow. you know? And uh, so I just kind of sat there just thinking, and, like, I've never been one to be, like, down right. or depressed right. or anything right. like that. Right. Well, but, your Jesus goggles probably won't let you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In general. Yeah. So, but if there ever was a time, it was that moment. Mm-hmm. And um, I think what it was, what I was, I felt like, I even remember thinking this, like, man, if I was, like, to die today, mm. then people would be sad, mm-hmm. like, my family and friends, mm-hmm. but, like, nothing would stop. Like, I felt mm. it would be a shame because mm. I didn't get to help, like, make, build a legacy or, like, wow. help other people, you know? So I remember that feeling. And, like... And how old were you? Um, I was probably... 23 maybe wow yeah so i i just remember that feeling and today now like whenever i because now the phone doesn't stop (laughs) you (laughs) You now know the opposite of that yeah so i get calls all the time text messages emails you know facebook messages instagram messages and so now whenever i feel that overwhelm that sense of overwhelm or anxiety like i have to stop and just put me back in that other place mm. and just re- switch my feelings of anxiety mm. to gratitude. Gratitude, yeah. Because I remember what it felt like to when I had nothing calls. going on mm. and I wasn't important to many people, right. you know. And if I did stop today, <laughs> um, it would affect a lot of people. And so that does make me grateful, you know. Wow. So, like, that was a something that... I carry it with me. That's amazing. Today. That's so amazing. Yeah. And I'm actually uh, really grateful for that moment, mm-hmm. even though that moment um, at the time just felt really, you know, low and bad mm-hmm. for me. You know, I, I was, a, yeah. I, I, it was 
but I knew I was searching for more. Right. And it felt like it was, I didn't know what it was. And it was so far out of reach that it was almost like, I, I, is this going to be my life? Just, you know, get my degree and work. Right. And uh, go to the gym, come home, watch TV, right? Get up and yeah. do it again and again and again. And what kind of a life is that? Yeah. And you felt definitely felt like destined to something more. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. So what did you do when that happened? Um, that was actually right before I started to, my dad was telling me to read Rich Dad Poor Dad for like oh. years. Oh. And I, I hated to read at the time. Uh-huh. And so um, I think it was right around that time that I actually picked it up and read it. And it was the perfect book at the perfect time for me. Wow. Yeah, because I also felt that not only do I not want to go into exercise science and be a physical therapist, but like, I don't really want to work at all. You know? <laughs> and like, but I, I grew up in a normal family where everybody yeah, gets everybody, yeah. just like everybody else, you know, sure. like get a job and mm-hmm. you work, mm-hmm. start a family. Yep. And so, um, when I had that feeling, it's like, I don't really want to work at all. You know, <laughs> like, and, uh, I, I, I felt, a little bit of shame mm. or like mm. because I'm not a lazy person if no. anything I'm the opposite right uh so I but when I read the book it put me so much more at ease like you you're know? not crazy yeah I'm not crazy like, it's not know, wrong to feel no, like no you want more right and you don't want to struggle or work on nine to five forever right so it was and that there's another way yeah <laughs> and it's okay to feel in fact I think he even says in the book it's like the the way you get rich is be lazy or something really? like that. Yeah, because yeah, that's, because that's it forces right. you to be creative. That's exactly right. Yeah, and leverage. And yeah, and leverage. Mm-hmm. And so when I read that book, it really like you know changed my life, and it actually led me to you guys, <laughs> right? Because um, it, like it's not it's a business book. It's an entrepreneur like it's right. about entrepreneurship. Right. But he talks a lot about real estate he and does. investing mm-hmm. in real estate because mm-hmm. that's where he you know so what he supports and. So I, um, he mentions like to just go to the local clubs, the lo- you know, so, right. and that's where, um, as soon as I put the book down, I was like, I'm, I want to do this, mm. you know, like, I don't know how, like, you did know? you feel that fire in your belly? Like, this is it. Oh yeah. Like, this is it. This is it. I just have to figure this oh, out. Yeah. So good. I even was like telling my dad, like after I put it down, I was like, <laughs> I, you know, I was, I was kind of proud. I thought he'd be proud. Like, he's like, oh, I picked up, uh. I finally read Rich Dad Poor Dad. He's like, oh, okay, cool. You know, and, uh, and I was like, yeah, I got, so uh, I'm done with school. You know, like, I'm, <laughs> and he's like, whoa, like. That's not what I meant. Yeah, he's like, how about you just finish out the last yeah. the last year or so? Uh-huh. And like I did, uh-huh. you know. And, yes, um, and are you glad you did? Oh, I'm so glad. That was good advice. Yeah, I'm very proud yes, of that moment. Be. Like mm-hmm. I got to, you know, get my diploma and stuff. And my family flew up. So I, I'll, yeah, I'm very proud of that, actually. You should be. And um, that's why, like, sometimes parents know best, right? For sure. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Sometimes we don't realize that till we're, you know, much right. older. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then we realize, oh, yeah. They weren't so dumb after they were, all. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so um, <clears throat> I, uh, after putting down the book, I had the fire in me mm-hmm. already, you know. And so uh, I was searching and then I Googled, like, real estate investing clubs mm-hmm. in Riverside, California. <laughs> and there that's was Yeah. <laughs> and it, it was... Also, what's funny is like I I saw one of the your guys uh, signs. Oh, uh huh. At the side uh-huh. of the road. Okay, yeah. Right and side. so like yeah, and so I think it was on a major like I would pass by it all the time, and I, I 
after reading the book uh-huh. and Googling, uh-huh. like I, I just remember that, uh, that sign. I was like, so the next time I passed by it, like I, I looked, I took down the number and I called, mm-hmm. you know, so, but it just so happened to be the same club. Like all, you guys that? were online, yeah. <laughs> you guys were Google and you guys are everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> so I ended up calling and it, it wasn't until later I realized like, oh, that was the same club I Googled yeah. anyway. So yeah. Yeah. yeah and, uh, that's where I think uh, Tony took my call. Yeah. And he yeah. kind of told me what it was all about and right. invited me down uh, for the, uh, I think it was like a, uh, the intro workshop. Yeah, the intro. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, introduced you to the club. And, and all that. that really like changed my life. Really? Uh, honestly. Just yes. the intro? Just the intro. Wow. Because um, it was you and Dave on mm-hmm. stage. Mm-hmm. And I went from reading it on paper mm-hmm. to hearing it from real people mm. on stage, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. about the same thing. And so it was just confirmation to me. Wow. And it's, it was when I left that room, um, I, I knew that this is like, uh, there are other people like me, like how I was feeling. Mm-hmm. Not only was I reading it from the book, yeah, you know, yeah, which seems maybe a little unattainable. Yeah. You know, where there's a little bit of doubt. You're like, well, somebody's, you know, he, this makes sense, but mm-hmm. Yeah, to see it. Right. And how weird that you're in Riverside. Yeah, I know. <laughs> All the way from Oahu. From a, right, yeah. <laughs> Sitting in the 24-hour fitness. The one at McKinley, is that the one? Off McKinley, yeah. Yeah, yeah I just passed by it today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was like, oh, there it is. There it is. Yeah, it's wow. still there. <laughs> wow, that's, a, that's such a great story The that you, your phone. Yeah. Like, that's so... Yeah, and I never... Because it was a heavy moment for me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And uh, I never really had heavy moments, you know? Right. Totally. <laughs> so, totally. Yeah. Thankful. Thankfully, you were, um, you know, you were you were wise enough to pay attention, to heed it. Yeah. Right? Because, you know, I believe, I believe that that's how God speaks to us. You know, he brings, you know, ideas. That's what, that's what God does, right? God lives in us. And so... You know, he will he will bring things to your attention. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we get to choose whether we listen or we don't listen. Mm-hmm. Right. And then from that moment, something happens and then you, you know, you get to choose. That's what free will is all about. Right. Yeah. You get to choose what you do with it. You could ignore it. You could have decided, you know what, I'm going to go to the bar. I'm going to meet some people. Mm-hmm. Right. And I'm going to drown this kind of feeling out. I'm going to numb it. Mm-hmm. And there's a million ways you could have responded mm-hmm. to that moment. And I believe that that is like a Kairos moment. A Kairos, yeah. you know? Yeah, right. You know, like a very appointed moment in your life that you, how you respond, it's like an invitation mm-hmm. and how you respond to it is literally can change the course of your life. Yeah. And uh, I didn't know it at the time, right. but uh, all I knew was um, I was searching for something mm-hmm. now, mm-hmm. you know, something yeah. more. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. And what's what's remarkable to me is that the way you responded, you said yes to the invitation and then you took action by picking up the book. Mm-hmm. So for however many years your dad said, read this book, read this book. And then you decide, oh, yeah, it come, you know, you said yes to the invitation to mm-hmm. do something different. Yeah. And I always had that book on me for some reason. You know, it's all torn up and everything. Uh-huh. And um, I remember that I I was in the middle of like exams like we always had exams right and they weren't easy good school <laughs> like is. yeah and because mm-hmm. i went from uh and, and <laughs> you know no offense to uh <laughs> but it's just calbath is Not another as level. intense yeah yeah it's another level school mm-hmm. and um so i i used to remember like i should be reading i should be studying right now but 
I read a couple pages and it was just, oh, yeah. I was hooked. Sucked in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I feel like everybody who picks up the book for real and finally reads it, it does. It's life changing. Yeah. I know it changed my life too. Entirely. That's why I'm looking forward to your Thank you. story. My book. Yeah. 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 Thank you. I didn't know if you're making that public or not. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I am. I mean, it's, <laughs> oh, okay. yeah, it's definitely, it's, you know, I'm, I don't know how I'm going to make it public, but here we are. Okay. I'm writing a book. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, guys. I'm sorry. sorry. I'm okay. sorry. It's, it's like the perfect way because there's this, okay. this question, you know, how do you, organically and authentically roll it out without it being like, Hey, I'm trying to sell something. Right. Cause I don't really, do you know what I mean? Like it's, I am the most reluctant book, book writer in the whole world. <laughs> like I'm not the one that's like, Oh, I can't, I really want to write a book. No, 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 no. I'm very much like you responded to an invitation. Mm-hmm. Um, and the invitation in, and I've been fortunate in that I've had the invitation several times <laughs> and I'm always like, no thanks. And so, uh, cause truly I'm very private. Yeah. I'm a very private person, and so I mean, I'm an introvert too. I don't know if you know that. No, full on introvert. Oh yeah, entirely. Yes, yes. Every single time I get on stage, it is, um, it's never easy for me. Oh wow. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I recharge. That's actually comforting. Yeah, is for it? Me. Yeah, mm. because I still have that in me, even though I've I've gotten a lot better. Mm-hmm. And I'm proud of myself for that because I, be. I had I came a long ways, like a, a long ways, and a lot of it was through the growth of, um trying to tackle business, yeah. you know, and, yeah. and also from sitting in rooms where I'm watching you and Dave, you know, and, and, and having other mentors kind of guiding, just taking from everybody that I can. Really smart. That's but, what smart people do. <laughs> don't try I, to reinvent the wheel. You're right. And know you don't know it all. Yeah. And, and what uh, was cool yesterday mm. was getting to meet, one of your mentors, yeah. you know, and just the fact that you have a mentor. Oh, absolutely. I have like four now. Yeah. I'm constantly searching for mentors. It's right. not easy. The, the higher up the chain you get, the more difficult it is to find mentors. And here's the truth. And I don't say this to brag at all, but at some point you begin to outgrow your own mentors. Right. Yeah. And when you outgrow your mentors and mm-hmm. that's what Dave and I did, mm-hmm. uh, we had like one mentor kind of in all areas of life. And what I've learned now is I need a real estate mentor. Mm-hmm. I need a business mentor. I need a personal mentor. I need a spiritual mentor. Mm-hmm. I need a physical mentor. Well, I, I think it's awesome because I I see other people who hit a certain level and they take the leadership role. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like they're uh, reluctant to say that they have a mentor. Oh, gosh. You know, and to me, it's the opposite. It's it should like, be the opposite. Yeah. Like you should always be learning, mm-hmm. you know? Well, I think somebody who doesn't want to admit that they're just operating in scarcity. Yes. That's yep. what it is. hundred <laughs> percent. Exactly. Yes. So, you know, yeah. that's, yeah, no. And it's interesting. Um, one of the chapters in my book is called from the toilet to the stage. From the toilet to the stage. Yeah. yeah. You know, get this. Um, there used to be a point in time when Dave would want me to be up on stage and I would hide in the toilet. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no way. For real. I would. I <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's how like that's how reluctant and how much anxiety I would have from being out there. So they would be like, Melina, you know, Dave's calling you. And I'd be like, uh, I got the diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I'm, on the back, I'm on the toilet I can't get off and sometimes that was true because I would get so much anxiety but then probably 90% of the time I was hiding in the bathroom because I did not want to go up on that stage wow you know I, I it's funny to me well because diarrhea is funny right diarrhea is always funny but it's real you it's know real. <laughs> but 
It happens. <laughs> Especially if you get anxiety. It always happens to me. Just like, bam, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> but I identify with that. Yeah. So that's why it's even more funny. <laughs> I'm glad. <laughs> Hi, this is Christian Rios. As many of you know, I have been a member of New Wealth Advisors Club for over seven years and got started when I was 17 years old with absolutely no real estate experience. One of the biggest lessons I have learned from being in the industry is the need for authentic relationships. If you're looking for an actual team locally in Southern California with all the resources needed to close deals, register for one of our free workshops by visiting www.joinnwac.com. Thanks for listening to the Flipping Off podcast. But I'm so glad that you are telling your story, you know? So, like, because I, I know, like I told you yesterday, it's just like, I, I you've changed one life. Mm. And, you know, you and Dave and, and Andrew, David, your family, yeah. and the New Wealth Advisors Club family, <laughs> like, truly, um, really put me on a, a path mm. that, you know, I've been driving along um, to this day and I don't, I'm never getting off. Isn't it interesting how we're sitting here talking and how like in, how like in sync we are, right? Yeah. There's like this vibe, there's just vibing like, yes, and this, and yes, and this. And uh, that uh, we didn't know each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like know each other, know each other. Yeah, know each other. Know, so yeah. it's really wonderful for me. The truth is this, because the reality of this is that I didn't personally, Dave didn't personally get the opportunity to mentor you mm-hmm. to, but it was what we created. Right. And it was the ripple effect, which is so important to me. Like, I don't want to take credit for you. I don't like, I don't, you know, like I love that it was the dream. It was the idea that Dave and I had uh, to create something that would truly launch people and give people an opportunity to create something whatever they wanted. And Mm -hmm. like Dave and I used to say, man, nothing would make me happier than somebody comes out of here and earns more money than us and becomes bigger and better and more fantastic than us. Yeah. Seriously. Like, well, it's, it, it's shown through mm -hmm. like, cause I could tell And I didn't know cause I was the first kind of event or meetup, you know, that I've been to. (laughs) So I I didn't know if this is like, but I kind of in, like deep down, I kind of had a feeling it was different, mm-hmm. you know, that these are genuine people mm-hmm. and, and also the fact that you guys are here and you've been here. <laughs> it's funny because I was able to say like yesterday when I'm giving the talk to everybody, all the students yeah. and um, I'm thinking it was this exact room. It was that exact and room. And this exact training yes. that I went through. Yes. And you guys are still here. Yep. And not only that, and I've told you this before, but it says a lot when eight years later, mm-hmm. and that's only eight years, and you guys have been a lo- uh, mm-hmm. around longer than that. Mm-hmm. But since I've, you know, met you guys and been in the room the first couple of days, I see the same faces, you know, Oscar, everybody, they go Frank. And yep. so that says a lot mm-hmm. because, um, you don't really stick around for eight years at something unless you care. Mm-hmm. And, and I, you, you just feel that it's so different. And I wish I could find the words to tell the students, the new students coming in, mm. that they are so lucky, you know, without... Um, 
slamming Saudi. someone else? Well, yeah. Well, yeah. I don't mind slamming yeah. somebody else. Oh, good. But, really? Oh, yeah. good. <laughs> but there's sometimes it's infuriating. You know? Yeah. And I was, I was talking to Andrew yesterday about it. It's like they probably don't know mm-hmm. how lucky they are. Mm-hmm. Like the opportunity that they have in their hands because it's so hard to make it in this business on your own. Yes. And they have the support from you guys for one. Yep. And the office is there. They can come anytime seriously and the other thing too is the resources that you guys offer like andrew is telling me the resources that you guys offer i'm like wow yeah you know how many people like investors in hawaii that i know that would love like they they have it it, it is hard especially raising private capital yes and so it's not easy you need a track record Mm -hmm. you need to like maybe partner on deals Mm -hmm. to build that track record That's that's right and so it's so hard just to do it on your own without the resources you know and you guys offer that to the club and these new students so i wish i could have found the words to say it without saying like having a sound that you guys are lucky you don't know how good you have it (laughs) yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. i would stick around you Mm -hmm. know and if you don't make it, you know, with this club, it, it, that's on you. Entirely, you know? entirely. Because that's the truth. It, it is the truth. Thank you. You know, I do say to people, and it's hard because, you know, it's me, right? But I say this. If you can't make it in real estate in my organization, then you're never going to make it. You're just not going that. to. I, I do too. I believe that. Yeah. I, I think if I if I did stick around up here, it would have been so much easier, yeah. honestly. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so, 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 um, that's, I, I really appreciate that. Um, you know, and do you know, I don't know if you know this, but this is our sixth iteration of the company. Oh, wow. This is the sixth one. Yeah. So we're, we've been in business for about 12 years. Okay. And, uh, so about every other year, there's been a, a shift, mm-hmm. you know, in, in the way that the, we structure the organization. So okay. it's, you know, in the beginning we didn't have like a, a one year membership, you know, I think in the beginning, Dave and I were like, come one, come all, you know, Dave mm-hmm. and I, we, we made it in real estate investing because after going to all those places, you know, and, and then once we cracked the code, mm-hmm. right, cracked the code right. for the first time. Um, and it was because somebody taught me about an equity split. Oh, that's what happened. I learned about an equity split. And so Dave and I were broke, but we had good credit. Oh, I see. So, so see, you, right. we, we, I took advantage of the equity split. We used our good credit, partnered with an owner who had horrible credit on a property that was in foreclosure. Wow. That's what we did. And so in that deal, we made $83,210. Wow. First deal we did. And, that was and the first ever? First ever. And that was in 2007. 2007. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And um, I still own that property today. Oh, you still own I, it? I do. Yeah, we we had a you know there was an agreement like a one year agreement with the sellers to buy it back, and then we tried to you know work with you know, but we we actually they made fifty thousand, so we you know actually the eighty three thousand two hundred and ten dollar payday, Dave and I um, only kept thirty three thousand of it. We gave fifty back to the sellers. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah, funny, right? And now that I think about it, I'm like, huh. That's that was a lot, actually. <laughs> right? it, it was a lot. Now I'm like, holy cow. Yeah. You know, but then it was, but there was supposed to be a plan for them to buy the property back because it was in our name and it just never happened. They were ne- never able to get it together. So finally, it probably, well, then 2008 right, came. Right, right exactly. So, then 2008 came right. and then 2009, 10, 11, whatever. And so 
I think it wasn't until like probably 2012 or 13 that we were like, okay, guys, like, you know, we need to make sure. And they were in full agreement. So it was fine. But I've had it rented out all these years to the same renters. And the uh, same renters? Same renters. 10 years. No. um, Last year, uh, you know, just based on where the market is, I thought "Mm, it's probably a good idea to start liquidating a little, you know, because I I know that the market's going to crash. And, you know, at some point, maybe in the next two years, I think. And so there's, you know, I'm, I'm thinking um, business. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, maybe it's a good time to, you know, sell stuff off when we're in a seller's market at the top of the market. And hold on to some and, cash. And, and hold on to some cash. Wait. Liquidate. And that's right. And wait. So that when the market goes down, I can, you know, pounce. So um, because the reality is all of the wealth that we've created for ourselves was in the down market. Oh, wow. Everything was 2007 to 2011. That's where we bought everything, most of our, most of our properties. And that's where we created all of our wealth. Mm -hmm. So now I'm, you know, being strategic and what do I get rid of and what do I, you know, so there was that whole conversation. And so we got rid of the renters and, you know, we hadn't walked in the house for probably 10 years. So we had to rehab it. So David uh, and Andrew actually stepped in, rehabbed it and we were going to sell it. And there was this conversation of some kind of nostalgia, you know, like this is our first deal. And also, um, you know, it's it's in a great position. It's in Ontario. Oh, okay. And so uh, it was actually David. David said, I think we should try to Airbnb this. I'm like, in the ghetto in Ontario? What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> you know? Because it's like a four-bedroom, two-bath. And like, what are you talking about? And so we were like, well, let's just see. You know, I think we finally all came to the agreement of we don't want to sell it. We're going to keep this one, you know? And um, so, well, we'll try to Airbnb it. Let's try it for 30 days. Like, it doesn't hurt. Let's see what happens. So... It's been almost a year now, and we're like 90% occupied. Wow. In Ontario? In Ontario. It's been just like a fantastic strategy for us. I know Ontario as like like the dairy farms. Right. Because I remember it smelled like My aunt used to live in Ontario. Okay. Yeah, and I actually liked Ontario. Ontario's nice. It is nice, actually. So it's really funny, but that's been like a, so we still own it. Oh, you st- yeah. We still and Airbnb. It. Are we Airbnb. It's awesome. Yeah, I have like three of them now, and they're doing very, very well. In actually. Ontario? No, um, Riverside and Ontario. Oh, three, okay. Yeah, two in Riverside and one in Ontario, and all three of them do very, very well. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, you know, um, it is funny, and that was from Chris Albin, the guy you oh, met yesterday. Yeah. He's the one who taught me about an equity split in 2007. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, he taught you that, and he then you guys me- did. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I learned it in 2007 and from him at some training he was at where I went to. And when he shared the idea of an equity split, I was like, oh, I think, okay, I think I can do that. Because I had this deal I didn't know what to do with. And, you know, in 2007, money was hard to find. Yeah. And also, we didn't have any track record. Oh, okay. Do you see that? Like we didn't. In the beginning, when I look at how we built our business, we had no credibility and we had no money. And in in those days... um, there was one point when Dave and I were actually building the office and uh, we were building the office on our own dime and we had probably, I don't know, $200,000 in credit lines. And um, we went to go write a check one day and the credit line was just shut off. Oh, That's what would happen in 2008, right. nine. Yeah. Like they would just cut your credit limit mm-hmm. and you, you're like, wait a minute, I don't owe anything. Right. And you don't have any more credit because <laughs> <laughs> the world is freaking out right now. Yeah. So I, you know, we experienced that. So we had to get really creative to find where to find the money and how to create the money. And so that's what we did. And we used our credit. And I learned that from Chris Albin. Wow. And were you in touch with him all this time? Mm-hmm. Or Oh, okay. Yes. All these years. Wow. 
Yeah, I bet he was proud. He's been very proud. So that's why yesterday when we were sitting at the back of the room, I'm hitting him going, that's our baby. Because you don't know this, but he's been a huge part of the success of our club. Oh, wow. Because he's he's a real real estate investor right. current today. Right. Yeah. <laughs> he's not just slinging stuff. You know, he's yeah. actually doing deals and, and he's um brilliant, brilliant man. And he's humble and, you know, and all those things. So we have a real connection. Yeah, he seemed... Every bit of that. He is. <laughs> for like the one minute that I got to meet him yesterday. <laughs> it's all true. And yeah. Yeah. And he's awesome. a um, he's a, a storyteller too. Oh, he is? Yeah. He's a public storyteller. A public storyteller. Yeah. So he goes to different places like and he- poetry Yeah. Like, kind of like um, yeah. Like, um, and most of it is um, allegories. Oh, okay. He's really cool. So most of his allegories, he tells stories um, and it usually brings people, it's the gospel. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. He's a good dude. Oh, cool. Extraordinary. Yeah. Geeky, nerdy, but like <laughs> deep and wonderful. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> very in line, very much in line in the mission, yeah. you know, with our, with who we are and what we stand for. Well, the fact that, I mean, cause those are hard times the, during really hard times. from like, I've like, I'm always asking people mm-hmm. like who are, you know, have, are more experienced than me. And have been through a crash. I haven't been through a crash yeah. yet. I came right at the at the yeah. like the end going up. You know, <laughs> that's right, that's so right. life's you, been good. You know, been, absolutely. <laughs> I talk about this a lot that we're in the the longest expanding longest market bull run ever, we've right? ever seen in yeah. the history of the United States. Right, and that's yeah. pretty. That's something. Yeah, and uh, I always ask people like, you know, what was it like? You know, because I want to know because I want to see because I know like mo- when the turn happens, mm-hmm. a lot of people, like a lot of people are not going to be here anymore. Uh, that's right. You know, like the, exactly the real investors right. who understand the fundamentals mm-hmm. and you know, they're, they understand uh, market cycles, yep. which we ignore early on because mm-hmm. we want to just do the deal. And yeah. We don't care about like where we are in the market <laughs> when, you know, but not when, me, man, yeah, when it's I've day learned one that, of my training, Oh yeah, it day is. one of my training. And I remember <laughs> you guys cycle. talking about, <laughs> All of that, right? Yeah, yeah. And I remember me brushing over that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's because so, you didn't you didn't feel it. Yeah, yeah I did. yeah I didn't feel it. And but now uh, all the conferences that I go to, um, now that I'm in the lending space, they're all about the market <laughs> because that's it, they're real high level. You know, yes. they're very intelligent. Yes. And so I always want to hear what that person has to say yeah. about the market. Me too. You know, and then just kind of form my own opinions because nobody really knows. No, of course not. But at the same time, there's indicators. There is. And so um, I, the fact that, you know, I haven't been through one yet, I'm trying to prepare myself. I want to <laughs> see, I want to see what I got. You know, right? I want to see what's, <laughs> in, in what's inside, you know? Yeah, yeah, I totally get that. Right. So what what do you think based on everything that you listen, you know, you learn and people you're, you surround yourself with, what do you think? I think I agree with you. You do? Yeah. I think it should be soon. In fact, I just, my cousin uh, called me. He lives in Huntington Beach. Mm-hmm. So I was um, asking if he, you know, what he's doing uh, later tonight. Mm-hmm. And might go see uh, my niece's uh, soft, softball game. Aww. And so, uh, but he was, he has some money, you know, and he was mm-hmm. asking what he wants to, what he should do with it. And he wanted to maybe uh, rent out his place and go buy something, you know. And he asked if that was a good idea. I was like, no. Nah. I don't know, you know, cause, uh, it's, it's, you're buying kind of at the top, exactly. you know, <laughs> like, so, uh, I, I'm just very cautious so about I'm, any long-term mm-hmm. purchase, you know, unless you're going to hold that thing for 
10 years or something. Exactly. That's, you know, you know I sat with um, a, two students yesterday who had just come from another seminar mm-hmm. and um, they have equity in their primary residence. And so what they were told to do was to get a HELOC on their primary residence so that they could, well, A, buy a ridiculous amount of, you know, of a package, right? And then B, take that money and go put it down on another property. Mm-hmm. And I said, no, you will not do that. Yeah. Don't do that right now. So if you guys want to buy another house right now, then we need to make sure. So one of the things Chris taught me mm-hmm. um, that I live by, which is you either get your price or your terms. Right. Price or terms, price or terms. And so right now it's very difficult to get your own price, you know, the price you want. You just can't get that. So if you can get terms, right, I just bought a house in Riverside. I bought it. Um, the house used to, oh, no, you haven't been there yet. But I bought it because I... I actually said out loud, I want to have a small house really close to the office Mm -hmm. uh, that I can buy, that I can um, put people from Hawaii in. Oh, that's when they come to train. I want them to be. So I really want to find something like that. And so, do you know, like two weeks later, I had a student come to me and say, hey, I got this deal. It's not really a deal. Uh, It's kind of like basically she owes what it's worth. She's in foreclosure. I don't think we could sell it and make any money. It needs work. Mm -hmm. Not enough for a short sale. She needs cash. I don't know what to do. And I'm like, well, where is it? Well, it's a quarter of a mile from my office. <laughs> it's funny how when you start to put things out I'm there. I'm telling right? you, that's why I said I said it out loud. Sometimes you just got to ask. I'm telling you, you just got to put it out there and then things happen, right? So I was able to buy that property um, subject to. Oh. See? Yeah. So, and why? Because, well, she came to my office in 2017. Uh, we helped her get a loan modification. You know, we have a foreclosure prevention event that we put on for homeowners. And so it's a free event that we put on. I have HUD come, I have attorneys come, and oh. they yeah they serve homeowners. And so we helped this woman in 2017 get a loan modification, and she's and her interest rate the modification that they got for her was like two percent interest. You know, it's like a ten year old loan. It steps up, but it caps out at like three seven five. Right. Wow. So I said, so see, I like those terms. Yeah. <laughs> Right. So I overpaid probably a little bit for the property and I made sure, but it was, it was a win-win. I made sure that she had cash. I Mm -hmm. gave her like Mm -hmm. $13,000. We moved her, you know, we helped her find another place. We did all those things. So created a win-win. And now that's my property that people can, that stay like when they come from Hawaii. And right now, um, this is the good thing about the, um, the coronavirus. It's cheap to fly. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm like, hey, you know, come stay. So that's what I did. So I now I Airbnb that and I'm full all the time. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, that one, right? Mm-hmm. Here. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, you know, there's there's all of these um, opportunities. So I agree with you. I said this to somebody. So I bought that as a buy and hold, but not because the price was right, but because the terms were good. Mm-hmm. So that's that would be how I would speak to your cousin. Like, hey, right. you know, it is at the top of the market. And frankly, if you have equity, I would... I, you know, I think I'm a big fan of HELOCs. I think that's a great thing to do, you know, Mm -hmm. so that you can liquidate as much as you possibly can right now. So that when the market does turn, we're ready. Yes. Because it was tough back then. It was really, really tough. But we just used, we really went shopping for mentors. This is why I'm really clear that I need mentors because I just, we had nobody to, Mm -hmm. like, we didn't have any experience ourselves. So we had to just find mentors and we sought out mentors and learned everything we could. And then probably the most important thing is we put it into action. Yeah. You know, so, and it was, so that's what we did. And ever since then, over the last several years now, I've been able to build credibility. 
have a portfolio and now, you know, people want to give us money all the time. Mm-hmm. I have more money than deals right now. <laughs> That's the truth. You That's know? a great problem It's a have. great problem to have. Right. But it is still a problem though. Yeah, yeah. it is. It mm-hmm. is. It's a seller's market. So it's, it's, you know, and Dave used to say all the time, deals aren't found, they are created. You're not found. They're creative. If it were easy to find deals, everybody would do it, right? Right. It's not. It's not. And you make your money on your buy. Right. Nobody wants to know that. Nobody wants to talk about that. Yep. You know? So my training is very, like, I keep it real in people's, you know, like, hey, you you know, you and I are going to end up in an argument at some point because you're going to try to find every reason to make a deal work. And I'm going to find every reason not to make it work. (laughs) Yeah. Because guess what? This isn't monopoly money. It's real money. It's real money. (laughs) Yeah. Somebody's real money. Yes. Yeah. And it's a lot of money. Yeah. It, right. Yeah, yeah. It's not 30 bucks. Nope. Yeah. 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 So, all right. Well, I think, um, I don't know where we are in terms of timing, but I think what's probably a good time now to uh, take a quick break and um, we'll continue on in this conversation. So for those of you that are listening, um, the next uh, podcast that you're, you'll hear will be the turning point. <laughs> how Corey went, I've got to come up with a good slogan, like how Corey went from uh, running out the back door, <laughs> sitting in the back of the room, Googling words you didn't know. Yep. <laughs> All of the above. <laughs> <laughs> to celebrity. So, hey, um, would you just share the last story about how when you would walk into the room and you would take notes and what you would oh. do, how you would write down words? Okay, yes. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I'm an introvert, super shy, um, especially back then. And so I came to the event just because I saw your sign. Mm-hmm. I, I read Rich Dad Poor Dad. I Googled. And uh, before that, my whole life was something else. It was I'm a student, you know, and um, I come from Hawaii. So I'm already I'm out of my comfort zone. Yeah. And uh, so I come to the event and you guys have such great energy. <laughs> you know, I wasn't ready for the energy, <laughs> actually. Really? So already I'm like, oh, uh, what What's am I? deal? <laughs> But um, I was the guy that sat, I was a ghost in that room. <laughs> and uh, I would sit in the back of the room, strategically closest to the exit, <laughs> and uh, kind of just put my head down, shoulders down. You know, <laughs> I don't want anybody to call on me. And so, and, but I was listening, mm. you know, and mm-hmm. I, I, I was definitely interested. I had the, the fire in me. Mm-hmm. I was just kind of, containing it i guess (laughs) of course and uh so i I would hear you guys talking and uh giving content you know talking Mm -hmm. about short sales Mm -hmm. escrow and Mm -hmm. wholesale and and so i didn't know what those words meant you know i was like i don't know what any of this means but it sounds cool you know there's a lot of people in this room so it it sounds like this is important information so i would write down words i didn't understand Mm. you know which it was escrow and like title and short sale and uh, I would, since I was too shy to raise my hand and ask, right? Actually, I'm kind of glad I did it because if I <laughs> if I said that, like maybe I, you know. But no, I, I I really looking back, I shouldn't have been ashamed. Not in that room. No, you know, you not in your guys' yeah. room in yeah. the culture that you mm-hmm. guys built. Mm-hmm. Now I know. Yeah. You know, but yeah. at the time I didn't. You know, it was I still was, intimidating. It was intimidating, mm-hmm. right? So I would write down the words in my little notebook and. Uh, go home and go straight to the computer and Google every word and try to piece it together, you know? And wow. so I, um, I remember doing that and uh, like, 
actually just only like a year ago, you know, I think li- like slightly before we reconnected and yeah. you guys are in Hawaii, mm-hmm. um, just out of coincidence, I, I, I found it and, uh, one of the words in there was mortgage. So <laughs> I, when I say that I didn't know anything about real estate, I, I really didn't know anything. Mm. It, not even what a mortgage was, That's you know, amazing. and, uh, which is surreal because today, like I own a lending company. <laughs> so we do a lot of loans and it's a lot of mortgages <laughs> and I have to understand the docs that are like, you know, hundred pages long sometimes. And, uh, I also uh, give mortgages and I, you know, I get mortgages, (laughs) right. I have private mortgages. I have millions of dollars of debt to my name. (laughs) Yeah. Yesterday I was like, woohoo. Yeah. You're the only one that kind of cheered. I was like, (laughs) (laughs) you know, you're winning when you have millions of dollars of mortgages. Yeah. I, yeah. So I, I, I did say that. I said, mm-hmm. you know, I have millions of dollars of debt yes. to my name. Yes. And, uh, but that it's good debt, right? Of course. Of course. So, yeah. Uh, uh, for the most part, mm-hmm. there, you know, every now and then you have a couple of deals where it's like, oh man. Like, yeah. I got to pay for this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I always tell my students this. I could probably teach an entire seven days at least like eight hours a day of what not to do in real estate. Oh yeah. <laughs> Easy. Right. I try to, I try to sprinkle them in to every time I'm training. Cause I don't want to like scare the living daylights out of people. Cause I do want to inspire them, mm-hmm. but I'm very, very honest. Like, Hey, don't do this at home. Like, don't try this. Cause this is a, this did not work. Right. Right. This was bad. And so, uh, I'm always telling people, don't do this. Don't do this. Do this. Mm-hmm. And then I say, Oh, do you know why I'm telling you don't do this? Because yeah. I did this and this this sucked. Yeah. <laughs> this hurt. This is really painful. I yeah. want you to experience this. <laughs> and you still get stuck. You still sometimes there's things yep. that happen that are out of your control. Mm-hmm. Or, and you can still learn something from every single one of them. Don't oh, you yeah. think? Like you don't you don't suddenly um have a podcast and then don't have deals that suck. Right. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I always say is like if somebody says that they've never lost money on a deal mm-hmm. or never made a mistake yeah. in this business, yeah. it's that person's either lying uh-huh. or they haven't done it long enough. Seriously. Uh-uh. So, um, or they're crazy. You know, like, <laughs> they, you know, like <laughs> so maybe three. Right, it could be one of those three. Right, or maybe all of them. <laughs> yeah, because I've never met anyone successful in this mm-hmm. business that hasn't been through it. Yeah. You know, gosh, and uh, and. That's why I don't have any shame, you know, like, uh, sharing everything, you mm-hmm. know, you know, luckily like, um, I'm surrounded by great people. Mm-hmm. And so I, I trust that nobody's would like take that and use it against me or anything right. like that right. when I'm a, as transparent as I am. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like, I'm, I'm not afraid, you know, because I, I see people of success and they're not afraid. No, they're not afraid to lose. Oh, no. I just want to make sure like if it's your first deal, like let's make this a home run, you know, like seriously, like this you don't want to lose on your first deal. Yeah. I always say you don't want checkmate on the first one. Oh, my gosh. And it's it's easy to do that because when you're new, I know this was me. I I, I was forcing the numbers and I was very optimistic. Mm -hmm. You know, just the uh, ignorance, the young (laughs) ignorance, you know, is uh, you don't know what you don't know, but it's dangerous. (laughs) <laughs> you know, it's so dangerous. So. Yeah, that's why um, you know I tell people we have we have way more money than we do deals. Um, but and I always put, follow it up with this. But hear me clearly: you're a member of my club. That doesn't mean if you bring a deal, like I think you're great, I love you, and you come to me, you're like, hey, I have this deal, and I just need three hundred thousand dollars, and I'm gonna say, 
um, that's great, but you're not going to, I'm not going to write you a check for $300,000 and I will not recommend anybody I know to write you a check for $300,000 because you don't know what you're doing Yeah, and you don't even know what you don't know right now. But mm-hmm. what I'll do is, is I'll make sure that you get a partner with somebody right. who will take responsibility mm-hmm. for that money. I'll mm-hmm. write them a check all day long and then you will split profits with them and you'll learn in the process. Yeah. Like you're welcome. and they don't really get that they're like well i'm only going to get 20 percent, and i'm like like are you joking like what do you like people are and i think it's because they watch tv and they they go to things and they get sold this dream and i'm like no because i actually want you to be a successful real estate investor Mm -hmm. i'm going to teach you how to fish yeah yeah and i early i i guess i could put myself in that place and i don't think i was ever like that like Mm -hmm. but even if it's your first deal it's a home run like i would still partner with somebody because you don't want your you want to you want to hedge and because it's so important to make the first few deals go really well so you can build off that momentum mm-hmm. and if that means that you have to take a cut in your profits because you just want someone looking over your shoulder i think it's worth it because yeah. there's so much at stake when you're first starting out because if you if you fail on the, if you take a big hit on the first one, you may never come never back. Never recover. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I or agree. it would be very hard. You Seriously. Know, so. It's very, very true. You know, it's so funny. I'm in like, you know, I said this the other day. I don't even have the capacity to do like a 90-10 split anymore because I don't have 90% to give. <laughs> yeah. Do you know? Like, I just don't. I'm in so many deals. And me, with as many deals as, and I can handpick whatever I want to be in, right? Mm-hmm. I still go to my guys. And I still split profits with them. Mm-hmm. It's my deal. Somebody brought it to me. I could take ninety percent of it, but I, I, I don't even, I don't even want to, right? Because I don't want to make a mistake. Mm-hmm. I'm not I, like you know. There's something to just having other people, and I'm more than happy to. And I always tell my students this: I liquidate myself first, right? Right. So then, and I liquidate myself with people I trust, my partners, mm-hmm. you know. And so if if I'm on a fifty fifty deal, I'll split my fifty percent with one of my guys. Just so that I, I don't have to take full responsibility. And if I'm willing to do that, right. why would it you? Yeah. <laughs> when you don't know what you're doing. Yeah. Because you have the abundant <laughs> mindset, right? Yeah. And like, I want everybody to win. Yeah. And it's not fun if you're the, you make it to the top of the mountain mm-hmm. and you're the only one. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, I, lonely. I just, I tell Kikwal, or tell this all the time, like, Kikwal and I, we don't really need each other. Mm-hmm. Like, he's high performer. Mm-hmm. He, you know, he doesn't need me. He can do this. I don't really, I don't need him, you right. know? But in a sense, we do need each other because I don't want to be doing this by myself. Right. You know, like, it's not Either. fun. It's not fun. Yeah. Like, what's the point, you know? Totally and when things right. get hard and there's things, decision, like, tough decisions, real decisions <laughs> that affect people's lives, like, that we have to make. I don't want to make that on my, you know, by myself. And like when you take a hit or, you know, um, things get hard, you want someone there to hug when things, (laughs) you know, it's like. Isn't that the truth? Yeah. You want somebody to just lay on the floor and maybe cry next to you? (laughs) (laughs) Misery loves company. That's real. It is. It really is. I mean, as much as we all talk about wanting to celebrate together and we do want to do that. Yeah. But, you know, it is true to have somebody that you can really just like, wow, that sucked. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And then you look at each other and go, we're going to be okay. You know, we're going to be fine. We're going to get up and we're going to, you know, like it is so much easier to do it that way. Yeah. 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 I I think we, it's, 
I wouldn't want to. I don't know how people do this on their own, you know. So or why? Or why? Yeah, I don't know why they (laughs) would. That's the real question people should ask themselves. Right. Yeah. 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 So, all right. Well, thank you. Thank Thank you. you. Thank you. So much fun. So much fun. So, uh, we will uh, be back. Stay tuned for the next podcast because the story continues. So I'm Melina Boswell, and I am flipping off. I'm Melina Boswell, your host of the Flippin' Off podcast. I really hope you enjoyed it. If you did, we'd love for you to subscribe, give us a five-star rating, and tell your friends all about us. You can find more episodes of the Flippin' Off podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever else you like to listen to awesome podcasts like this. If you like what you've heard, we'd really appreciate it if you'd follow us on Facebook and Instagram and tell us the stories that you'd like to hear. Tim Jackson is our senior producer. Luke Jackson is our editor. Brothers. Josh Maldine is our producer. Sound design by Frequency Factory. Our executive producer is Mind and Mill. This was all created by Dave Boswell for New Wealth Advisors Club.